Let us get going. So today's daf is daf Samach Zayin, page 67 in the Heilig Meseches Ksubis. And we pick up from Tanya. All right, this is the fifth line down from uh, Samach Zayin. Amar Aleph, we're going to have a fascinating daf, which Amar uh, Aleph told Amisha is going to be a lot of focus on dowries that we've been going through. And, and uh, the Amisha is going to get into dowries. And then Amar Beis is going to teach us a lot about... Um, both the halachos and style of tzedakah. It's a lot of ground to cover today. Let us get going. Time to go into the Bryce. Amr Abdullah says, Arab Nechama, may I see in Nechama, may I see in the, may I be consoled. I didn't see such a woman coming from such a wealthy family picking through, you know, uh, animals in Akko to the, their dung in order to get some barley. When I saw such a thing, I, I, I remembered the Pasuk. I called out the Pasuk. If I don't know you, says the Rabbi the most beautiful of women, go out in the footsteps of the cattle. And, and, and let your gedi'ay sayich, let your young goats graze from roya. Al tikri gedi'ay sayich, ella gevi'ay sayich. It's not only talking about gedi'ay sayich, which is your young goats, ella gevi'ay sayich, which is referring to a human being themselves, going out and having to collect such things. Right, and again, we're referring to this woman who came, the daughter of Nakdim and Ben-Gurim. Let's get back into the halachos of what happens when a woman comes into marriage with finances. So she brings in gold. We look at that gold, we say, all right, the day you got married, how much is gold going per ounce? Let's estimate it. Let's see the value of gold. Then I'm going to write that in the Ksuba and say the husband's got to give her back the value. Basically, that's a challenging question. All right, no, she's not giving back the actual gold. Gold is considered cash. So she comes in with gold, and uh, we're, 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 she's going to get back the value of what it was on that day. So that's, that's, that's a challenging question. Hazav hareu kekelim. Gold is like vessels. Now, that's not cash. My love, bekelim shokesef the Isn't we talking about vessels which are silver? Now, Silver goes up and down in value. So is asking why are you evaluating the day she comes in and she doesn't get back the actual gold, she gets back the value. Why don't we view it like, hey, you, you bring in a cup, you get back a cup. Yeah? We're treating it like gold, which doesn't go down in value. Okay? In other words, we keep its value. But like we're going to use the word cash. It keeps, keeps cash. It should, it should say... That gold is like its own vessels. Look at what the Bryce said. It says, Hazav Arehu Kekalim. We should say, Kekalov, its own vessels, like a regular golden vessel. Furthermore, we learned the Bryce, Zav Arehu Kekalim, Dinari Zav Arehu Golden dinners are like money. In a place where we're not before done, huh? Thank you. In a place where the minog is. Let me start the price again. I'm sorry. Gold is like a vessel, which, if written in a ksuba, you get back the same vessel. 
What about golden dinners? That's viewed like cash. Hare hang kicks off. Fine. That's like money. says, If it's in a place, where they're not used in regular currency, we evaluate them. And then we we'd say, hey, what's the value on the first day of marriage? And Shalom Yisrael will keep going, and she's going to get that back. Rav Shem Gamaliel makes this statement. What's he talking about? If he's going to the end of the, the Brisa. Now, again, the ratio, the first halach of the Brisa was gold is like a vessel, and golden dinners is like cash. So if he's going on the seifa that golden dinners are like cash, who argues says that it's even going to be considered cash when it's not used as currency. But I don't understand. Why would it be considered cash if people don't use it as currency? It doesn't make any sense. So it must be that Shigmuel's statement is going on the ratio. What was the ratio? That a regular piece of gold is a vessel. Okay, and the, and the Tanakam is telling us, gold is like vessels, my, my kalim, kalim shokasef, what type of vessels? Silver vessels that could go up in value, down in vessel, down in value, but the mice, you get back the vessels. Shikmila says, no, we consider them to be golden dinners in a place where, um, in a place where it's not used as regular currency. Okay, now, what are you going to do in such a scenario? So we're going to write it into the ksuva, whatever value she brings in, that's the value that she is walking out with. Fine. Says the Gemara, light. That's not the machlekas between Tanakama and Rabbi, and, uh, Rabbi Shimon. Rather, la'ayla ma'sefa. Maybe Rabbi Shimon, and now again, in classic Gemara fashion, we don't know for sure, but nothing is MS till we know for sure that everything else is Shekhar. So we just brought one of proof, and now we're going to try to flip it on its head. It says, maybe maybe is going on the second part of the Brisa, which is that uh, the Dinarim are like, uh, are like cash. However, we're dealing with a dinner that it's not always used as cash, right? means you can butcher it. Sometimes you could use get people to uh, to take it like cash. and this is the machlekes. Mar Savar one one man holds kibam denafki since lemaisa practically speaking you could mutter it for people to take it as currency like cash. So and therefore we consider it like cash, and you don't need to deduct a fifth of the ksuva when he gives it. You know, forgive it back. Mar Savar the other opinion is kibam lenafki al deyetchak. No, since it is difficult to use it, we are going to lower its value when he's, uh, when he's going to give it back to her. Another possible approach is maybe the entire Bryce's we're really missing a few words. And this is what the Bryce really means to say. Regular gold is like a vessel. Alright? Meaning, you take this vessel... The, uh, you know, and you write it down, and then, and then uh, you get back the value of whatever it is. Zavari kelim dinari zavari Golden dinners is like money. That's where the minig is to use it to exchange it, cash. 
Shaman Isa, we evaluate it, we look at the value on the day of the, of the uh, you know, of the marriage, and then whatever the value is, it is. This is the opinion of Shingamil. You evaluate them, and then whatever the value is, that's what you get back. Okay. So we have three different approaches of how to understand that price. It says the Gemara to wrap up our point, though. Mikol Maklin, the bottom line is, Kekelov mi Baile. The Brysa doesn't say that it's like Kelim. If you're going to tell me that, this, that, the, that the, a gold is treated like a golden vessel, so say, gold, if you have a golden piece, so that should be considered like a golden vessel. Kekelov, its own thing. Says the Gemara, fine, Kasha, good question, but we're not backing off. Yeah, in other words, it, it, you could recognize the Mahalach over here, the, the approach that we're taking. What we're saying is like this. A gold, uh, golden pieces are like kalim, silver kalim. Say, so, kalim means a silver cleat goes up, it goes down. So, one second. If golden, if if gold, what? Why don't you say gold is like a golden vessel? If, if it's the same thing, it doesn't matter. Fine. Kashrei for Misa. Yeah, for whatever reason, maybe silver was more common. So that was the normal way of talking, but you didn't blast us out of the water. or you could say What we're dealing with over here, but to have a pricha. But the Hava Pricha means, um, uh, when you, you know, when you, when you sand down wood, you end up with, chips. you end up with chips, good. You end up with, uh, like dust. sawdust, right? So we're dealing with gold dust, so to speak, right? Uh, um, now that you have parts, first of all, it goes down in value because it's very hard to find somebody to buy it. The smaller it is, but in addition to that, it gets lost. It's it's much harder to handle, and therefore that's it loses its value. Rashi Yamar b'memala. That's dust. But oh, the, the first part was small pieces, chips. And the second one is dust. Amar Vianai. Rav says, "Besamim shel antochia harayin kiksafim." The spices of antochia are considered cash. It's cash, meaning you come in. Nabo's the Allah of the Mishnah. She comes in with money. He's got to give her back the money plus. I mean, said it's not interest because it's a set amount. Right? It's an extra 50%. says, Arabian camels. She comes into the marriage with Arabian camels. Imagine that. Yeah? So the husband writes in the ksuba. He's got to give her back the camels plus an additional 50% of the value. It's cash. Amar of puppy. Rav puppy says, Hani Tusve de Bay Marse. These Tusafim of of Bay Marse, the city of of Marse. Now Tusve is some sort of garment, some sort of Rashi says over here. Um, it's a little more than halfway down in Rashi. Tusve the Smalais Shal Eisemakim. Okay, Smalais Shal Eisemakim is some sort of covering of Eisemakim. So Isha Gaiva Parnamehem also. Uh, this is so commonly purchased; it's so easy to to get that moving around that it's considered cash, and you, the husband's going to have to add the value when he gives it back. Vyomer a puppy, hani sake de rudia. These sacks of rudia, the ashle ashalim are ropes. The kimchunya of the city of kimchunya also isha gaiva. Apparently, these things are considered cash. They're so commonly uh, and easily, tra- you know, uh, moved around in transactions. 
Amar Rabbi says, Mirei Shabamina, I used to think, the purses, the wallets of the city of Mechuzah, Isha Gaiva Parnamehem, also considered considered cash over here, right? She goes up in value. My time, why? Asmachayu alayu. Because it's it's kind of, uh, people are soymich on them. People have, uh, uh, people rely on them as a collateral. So they're very often part of um, any sort of loan or transaction that happens. But once I saw that people actually take them and leave, and then when they take that purse, what they try to go do is purchase real estate with it. They purchase ara, they purchase land. Amina, I said, no, it, it still doesn't give the same level of security as real estate. Okay, so he says, I used to think that these things, you know, listen, people did rely on it, but it's not enough. Because people ultimately use sell it to purchase real estate with it. Okay, here we go. Bite on the mission. Hamasi Yasbitei. Guy marries off his daughter, Stam, without saying, without telling the son-in-law how much money, or the daughter, how much money he's given them for their marriage. You guys just get married. Says the Mishnah, interestingly, The understanding is you're going to send her into the marriage with at least 50 Zuz. Yeah, this is besides for, I mean, so the husband's going to write the Ksuva, and the expectation of the father, of the, of the father is that he's going to give 50 Zuz as a dowry. Let's say he specifies. He's sending her into this marriage, Arum. What does Arum mean? Unclothed. What are we referring to here when we say unclothed? Nothing. nothing. You ain't getting nothing. Kind of like Ben Kalba Savua told his daughter Rachel, right? So, Lo Yaymer Habal, the husband cannot say, Kisha Echnesena Lebesi, you know, when, she, when I marry her, achasana beksusi. Then I'm going to, you know, give her my own clothing. Okay? So, what he wants to say is like this. The husband want, what the husband wants to do over here is that he's going to say, oh, okay, you're making a stipulation that you're not going to take care of her clothing. Well, you know what? Neither am I. Neither am I. I, I don't need a... Uh, if you're not responsible, I'm not responsible. Until actual nesuin. Listen to this. If the husband knows that the father's not giving her any sort of dowry, even before she moves in with him, she's an arusa, already he's got to make sure that she's taken, uh, taken care of financially. The same thing is true. When a an orphan uh, girl gets married, we got to make sure that she has 50 zuz. Now who's we? You know what the answer is? This is going back to a little bit of our conversation before. The community. The community that she's coming from has to make sure that she's given the expected amount of dowry of a standard marriage. That's if the money's there. Then we're even going to add to that and give her according to her kavod, which is going to be a fascinating um, topic as we get to Ahmed Bey's how much tzedakah to give to somebody the Mishnah says according to their covet, according to their honor here we go Amr Abayabai says the 50 Zuz doesn't mean the expensive Zuz 
It means the inexpensive zuz. Remember, the expensive one was eight times the amount. Midikani Seifah, from we said the end of the Mishnah, if there's money in the, uh, in the charity fund, so we give her according to what she needs. Varmina, my kiss. We said, what is a kiss? What are we talking about? Where's this money coming from? Whose wallet? Amar Rachva. Rachva says, Arniki shel tzedakah, the wallet of the tzedakah account. Vizogadayta in Chamishim Zuz Mamish. If you're going to tell me it means 50 Zuz, it means kiss, Kami Avina Allah. If there is more money, how much should you give her? Yeah? How much should you give her? In other words, he's saying like this. You're saying 50 Zuz. And what's the 50 Zuz? That's going to go to an orphan as well. And if there's more, you give more. But I understand. Why should you give it to anybody else? It should be the 50. Right? It's got to be that we're dealing with Chamishim Zuz Pshite. Okay. Says the Gemara, Tan Rabban, the Rabbis on social media, If you have a young couple, they're both orphans. I'm sorry. Not, the, so not a couple. Yeah, yeah. Two, two different people. You have a Yasum, a boy who's an orphan, and a girl who's an orphan. They both are coming to the fund to ask for money to help them be married. They want to get married. Who do you give to first? Mefarnesen es ha First you take care of the Yasuma. The achakach mefarnes es hayasum. And after you take care of the Yasum, why? Because the derech for the man to go knocking on doors. It's more... If somebody has to knock on the door, it's more respectful for the boy to do that. It's not the way for the woman. If you have Yosem and Yosemah that are coming to get married, it's a two svaras over Two svaras, yeah? First of all, if anybody's going to be out there, it should be him. Secondly, it's more embarrassing for her. All right, so you take care of him. That's why they're rabbis. You have an orphan that comes to be married. You know, so you give him enough money to be able to rent the house. Make sure he's got beds. And anything that you need for a house. Any, any basic, you need a pot, you need a pen, you need a spatula, you need a... You give him the money, he's got to cover those expenses. And then you marry him off. Meaning, you make sure that before the marriage, he's got his basic needs. How long a month's rent? Huh? How, how long of a rent? Okay. Until he can get on his own feet. Oh. This is going to be a big topic right now. How much do you give a person? According to their lack. Asher Yachsar lied that he personally is lacking. They machsar is abayis. Asher Yachsar is amita b'shulchan. Loi to him zuisha is a woman. V'chein waimer esa loi ezer konegde. Make for him an ezer konegde. All right. Finding him a wife is also tzedakah. Beautiful. Turn rabbanon. Rabbis learn socially. They machsar. Atam mitzvah love the farnesay. The atam mitzvah love lashoi. You got to make sure that he's supported, but you don't need to make him rich. Asher yachsar lai, you gotta give a you give tzedakah whatever they're lacking. This is so amazing. A lot of times, people who don't have money, they get into crisis mode, so they go running around for money, and they say, "I need my money for my mortgage." So you say, "Okay, what's your mortgage? My mortgage is two thousand dollars." So you give them two thousand dollars. Where's that two thousand dollars going? Sometimes not to the mortgage. Because money is fungible. So it goes to other places as well. 
So it says the Brisa, De means you give him what he needs, but you're not there to give him money to make him wealthy. Meaning, if he needs something, get give him what he needs. The need. So take the money and pay the mortgage. If this guy even needs a donkey, a donkey, a horse to ride on, which is fancy schmancy. Not everybody needed a, a horse to ride on. But this person knew that that's where they come from. They come from a fancy place. They come from uh, the Hamptons, whatever, uh, you know, uh, high style living. So you could, uh, and you know this is what they need to function. Spend the money, but on that. One known story about the Hele Gehil Azakin, which is a lot to talk about over here. There's a lot of raid. There was a Ani, a poor person, came from a very wealthy family. And Hillel um, made sure he had a horse to ride on and a servant to even cry out in front of him. Here comes Yanko Shmerl, right? The fun of, the, the, called the cleaning help who didn't show up, right? The Ever didn't show up to work. For us, the fun of Shleishimilim. Hill himself ran in front. The major raid over here is whether Hill was ready to the Nasi. If he would have been the Nasi, was he allowed to do it? How is he allowed to demean himself by being somebody else? A lot of raid on this. Some people say, you see from here, that uh, it's not demeaning. It's not demeaning. Uh, you know, an Adam Gadol, somebody does what needs to be done. That's it. Others say that maybe he wasn't yet appointed as the Nasi. There's different, different uh, approaches to this, but the message of the story is well taken as far as Tzedakah is concerned. And that is, how much Tzedakah do you give somebody? Demach there's no set amount, depends on the person, depends on what they need in order to function. Tan Rabbanan, the rabbis learned, that's why the rabbis, Maisev Anshay Galilayan, started with the men of the upper Galilee, Shalakul Ani Ben Taim Echad Mitzipari, there was a poor person who came from a wealthy family in Tzipari, Litra Basar, Bechol Yoim Hiddis, a leader of, of Basar every day. You say, listen, you need a steak every day? Yeah, that's what they, that's what they needed. Litra Basar, my Revusa, what's with this Litra Basar? So now, Litra Basar, is, you know, you say, I, I mean, I don't know, what's considered like a gesunte rib steak? How many ounces? Huh? Yeah, so how many ounces is that? 32 ounces. So a liter is like half of that. Okay? So says the Gemara, all right, no, so it's a, it's a nice meat, it's a nice dinner, but you're saying like, oh, you bought him a steak a day. Like, okay, fine. So you bought him, you know, you bought him a little bit of expensive meat instead of chicken. Like, what's your major chiddush? Um, Ravuna, Ravuna says, liter basar mishal They bought him... A, a litra of basar, it wasn't even, a, it wasn't rib steak, it was from, uh, it was from chickens. Now, Rashi explains, but they were expensive chickens. So we're saying, there's, there's meat and there's meat. This guy needed meat, like real meat, okay? Or another idea, you could say that it was a chiddish, but litra basar mamish. You could even say that it was litra basar mamish. And again, this, this was more expensive. You know, the mom was like a ribeye instead of a, uh, a roast. Over there, it was a small town. And therefore, what happened was like this. You ready? This guy needed meat in order to eat. In order to, to, to feel like he's a functioning human being. So what they do, they gave him a liter of meat. It was a small shtetl, it was a small town. What they do with the rest of the meat? They didn't have refrigeration. So if you're going to make sure this guy's got fresh meat every day, and nobody else in town is eating meat. They weren't accustomed to that. You don't need to feed them meat. So 
what, you're just going to shecht an animal every couple days and then keep it fresh just so a yankel who used to be rich can have meat? And the answer is, yeah. I want to tell you something. Anybody who's ever been Zoha, ever had the merit to be involved in tzedakahs, knows that fascinatingly, but it makes so much sense, when people are in a financial crisis, particularly at that time, they have needs to, to make... Sometimes, sometimes. I hope I'm taking uh, very dumb buying decisions. Dumb by meaning, for some reason, it's the, I find it's like the people who need the most tzedakah that are coming with the newest iPhones and iPads. Somehow, like every kid in their family has got like the iPhone 18, if it's out yet, right? And somebody else, why, why? Like, what, what are you doing with it? You could say, what are you doing? Terrence says, because you know something? They have nothing else going. They, they, you, people need to be filled up with gas. They need to feel like bakavadik. There's something there. And, and there's various things, various, some purchases. You might be like, I'm giving you tzedakah. Like, what, you, what, 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 seriously, you're buying that? Like, what? And the Gemara is letting us know, yeah, this is a reality. This guy needs it. Sometimes you've got to take a loss in other places in order to allow this person in a crisis to, to uh, function. Yeah. Robert's, uh, Robert's saying, he, he put here on, you know, he's uh, here on Zoom. So Robert's saying, sometimes you have people come for tzedakah and they're chain smokers. Right? They're wasting mm-hmm. money on cigarettes. Be like, oh, what are they giving you money for smoking? All right. So if you're close to the person, maybe you want to teach him a lesson or two, whatever, be a little tough on them. But if it's time, a guy's knocking on your door, you see him, so be, I'm not going to give him money. No, you're right. This guy is he's wasting in, in that way, but he's got other stuff going on in his life that's maybe causing this. And we have to be sensitive to that and be aware of that and notice that's a reality and still give the tzedakah. Sometimes we think we're the balabas over tzedakah. We're not the balabas over tzedakah. If you're zeichet to be in a situation where you could give, stop judging everybody else out there, you know, unless you're in a position to help, to, to, to guide them. But if you're not, just, just give. Somebody came in front of Reb He said to him, what are you eating for dinner? I used to eat incredible old meat and incredible old wine. Now, old meat, apparently, I didn't know this until I ate out once with somebody in a restaurant in Eretz Yisrael. They served a meat that was aged, and I was like, why do I want aged meat? It's probably rotten, but apparently it's like a fancy schmancy thing, and they take off the... They take off the uh, Outer layers that got the mold on it. Alright, this guy had geschmacka meats and wines all the time, and now he's poor. So, Rabnachemia says to him, Do you want to join me for some lentil soup? Um, so, he ate lentils with him. And he died. Could handle Stomach could handle Amar, Rabnachemia said, Whoa. To Nebuch on me that I killed him. Says the Gemara, one second. Now, I, I translated it properly, but if you look at the way it's written, it says, Oyle woe to this guy who killed Nechemia. So Gemara says, Adarabba, what do you mean? Oyle Nechemia, Shargul Lizemi Boyle. Nechemia should say, Nechemia should say, woe to me that I just killed the guy, I gave him lentils. So Gemara says, Aleihu hu deloi i boyle le fanuke nafshe. It was the guy himself who shouldn't have. Been such a mephunic kulihai so much. So here you see the flip side. And this is amazing. 
See, until now we're saying, tzedakah, a person's in need, give. The Gemara here is telling us a story for a reason, and it says there's a limit. There's a limit. If somebody needs to drive, uh, you know, a Chevy instead of a horse and buggy, we get it. But if somebody loses all their money and they say, you know, I want you to use tzedakah, I, I, I can't drive a car if it's not a Bentley. Push it, I can't be seen without a Bentley. And they say, listen, that's, a, that's, that's crazy. That's called nuts. Okay, so at a certain point, it's like, you, you can't. You can't. You shouldn't have, you could put it, the onus on the person and say, you, you didn't have to put yourself into such a, uh, such a lifestyle. Who does the Kameh Rava? I'll tell you in general, it's Kedai to err on the other side. As far as me, this is concerned, it's Kedai to err on the other side. Somebody's, you know, just, again, if a person's able to give, you just, who does Kameh the Rava? A person came in front of Rava, Omar Lau, Rava said to him, what did you used to eat when you had money? Omar Lau, Petuma, fat bird, the Yayin Yosh, an old wine, Omar Lau, he said to him, weren't you concerned? Leduchka Ditsibura, to be for Ducha de Tzibura, he hit us. Incredible. Chavra. Why'd you eat fatty birds? Money's not forever. Why'd you create a lifestyle for yourself where if you ever lose the money, you're going to become a pain on the community. You're going to become a pain on the charity funds. Why'd you set yourself up for such standards? Amarlei, atu mitiduka achilna. What do you mean? They were supporting me. They were supporting it. And, and not only that, Midrachmana Kachana. Now that I don't have money, you know who's going to take care of me? Not the community. The Rabban Shalom. The Rabban Shalom doesn't have enough money to take care of me. And my taste. The Tanina we learned in the Brisa uh, or Mishnah. The eyes of all look to the Rabban Shalom. It gives them all food. I don't say in their time. In his personal time. When you need, when a person's in need, the Rebbeinu takes care of that specific individual at that time. Adahachi. In the meantime, Asoy Achsei the Rava, Rava's sister, came to Lechazi Leitleis Ashni. They hadn't seen each other for thirteen years. She showed up to visit him. She hadn't seen him in thirteen years. She came to visit. She she couldn't leave a phone call. You know, they didn't have phones. So uh, in case you didn't know. In case you didn't know, the good time, uh, what's his name, uh, Bell, you know, wasn't around yet. So, uh, um, says to showed up with the with dinner. Omar, my dekama, what's happening here? Omar lay, na'anesilach komechel. The Shalom just, you know, took care of you, took care of you, answered you. And it was, I was wrong for coming at you for your expensive taste. I was wrong for coming at you, komechel. Get up and eat. Tan Rabban the Rabbis learn so shui enai the enai writes ele hisparnes. If a person doesn't have any money, and a person doesn't have any access to money, nice night l'shom alva'a, we should give him money as a loan. The chayzrin the nice night l'shom matana, and then after giving it as a loan, which is more respectful, then we could turn it as a matana. Very big aside, right? You start something out as a loan, but you know the person can't pay it back. You say b'seder, b'seder. First, to give it as a gift, and then we change it to a loan. Says that doesn't make sense. I don't understand. Give it to him as a as a, a gift. 
first question the Gemara is asking is, what if he doesn't want it? See, people don't like taking, but they're fine borrowing because I'm giving back. It's more of a respectful way to take. Says Gemara, why would you start by giving it as a gift and then by giving it as a gift? Yeah. And then afterwards start with loans. Means when somebody shows up, the first thing you do is say, listen, you need, you need money? I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad to help out. And if the person says, no, I don't want to be a taker, you say, at least take it as a loan. So it's not after you're giving it. It's before. Your first offer should be, I'm happy to give you a present. The person's uh, too proud, so then say, okay, fine. At least take it as a, as a loan. You'll give it back to me. Okay. Now, person's got money. And you have to know what money is. But a person has access to money, but they still want tzedakah. So that's where we say, give it to him as a gift, and then make him pay back. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. So that's only a one-time trick. Right? It comes from money. You'd be like, I'm desperate for money. Give him money. Then you find out the guy's got, the guy's got $2 million sitting in a, uh, in a stock, sitting in a savings account. You got $2 million sitting there. Why'd you borrow money? Why'd I need to give you money? You say, excuse me, you got to pay me back now. Now it's a loan. Says Gemara, fine, but the guy's never going to do it again. It means after he dies. After he dies, you find out there's money in the state. You can take it back. That wasn't our intent. We never, we never knew that you had access. Rav Shimon says, A person who's got money, but he wants to live off the community. Don't give him. He doesn't have What if he doesn't have And when you offer him tzedakah He says no I don't have I'm not a taker I don't want We say to him Listen buddy You don't have anything to live on Give us a collateral This at least will make him proud Give him some sort of keep his pride Take the money, Kadesha Tanuach Daitialov. This way he'll think it's actually a loan. Okay? And then you know what? If he ever pays back, he pays back. If he ever doesn't pay back, doesn't pay back. You know, what you do with the loan, figure out a way to give it back to him eventually. The more doesn't mention that, but the idea over here is you gotta use your brains to get this guy money. Some people are too proud. They don't want to ask, they don't want to turn the rabbis, and that's why the rabbis. You got to lend money. He's talking about somebody who doesn't have any money, but also is too proud, doesn't want to take from tzedakah. What you say is like this. All right, don't, don't take tzedakah. Take a loan. Here's $5,000. Here's a loan. And then, you know what you do? You forgot about it. If he ever pays you back, he pays you back. If he doesn't pay you back, fine. This is somebody who has money but wants to live off of others. You say, oh, you need money? The guy's not living. He's pushing on he, you know, he says, oh, I, I can't live. I can't live. But he's got money sitting in a savings account. You got to make sure he's alive. And for some reason, he's not buying himself food. So you say, all right, fine. So you give it to him as a present. Take the tzedakah. And then you collect it from his estate once he passes away. If he has the financial abilities, but he doesn't want to use this money, no, no, no. Don't lend him money. Don't give him a present and then take it back after he's dead. You know what you say to him? I get in tug. 
get out of here. What does it mean you should lend anybody? What does that mean? That's a, the Torah speaking in the Klosh Adam. You don't need to make a specific drosha from that word. Mar Ukva had an Anya, had a poor person, in his, uh, you know, in his uh, town. There was a poor guy, and Marukva would give him four zuzim, and he would drop it in his mailbox. He'd drop a little bit of cash every day in his mailbox. One day, the guy says, Ezel, I'm going to go. Who's leaving money in my mailbox? The Kamsin HaKadosh. Uh-huh. The There you go. That's right. The holy, uh, holy tight fisted fellow. The holy miser. That's right. One day, Mar Ukva was late to coming to Yeshiva. So, as he's, uh, you know, as he's coming late to Yeshiva, so Mar Ukva was walking with his wife. When the poor guy saw the Mar Ukva. Starting to slip the money into the, uh, I said mailbox, but really it's it's uh, the the door frame, sticking in the door frame. Nafak basrayu, he started running after them. Rohat mikame, and they ran. asuna, they entered into a oven. Have a grufanura where the coals weren't there, but it was just used. Have a kari feet got burnt. Amrlei, the bishop, his wife said to him, "Shekol karech, take your feet, Isiv achroy, and put them on my feet. Put them on my feet." In other words, she told her husband, "I'm getting burnt. Why should both of us get burnt? Let my feet get burnt." That was her offer to him. So listen to what happened. Cholash daite, he felt bad. Why did he feel bad? He saw how great his wife was compared to himself. Cholash daite, Amrlei, she said to him. I very often stay at home. And therefore, they, the reason why I have more schar than you is because I am closer to benefiting the person. What she's saying is like this. When people knock on our door, I give them a piece of cake. They have food right away. When you give tzedakah, you drop off money that they need to go to the store with. That's why I have more schosim than you. So her feet weren't getting... Apparently, either she was, she was, she wasn't even feeling it. Right? She wasn't even feeling it. But the Mepharshim say that, the, that his feet were hurting, so he knew that besides for her offering him well, to put his feet, to, both of them were gone fine. That's right. right. Says, why did they do this? Why did they do this? Domar Marzut Shabbat Marav, well-known Gemara. It's like this great G'dayla Maisalach. It's Machlaikas, you know, here we go. Better for a person to jump into a fiery furnace. You know it from Tamar. He, Mutsa, she was taken out. She was willing to give up her life so that Yehuda 
will not be embarrassed. Bar Ukva Havi Anya Bishabusi Amrokva had another poor person in his neighborhood. He would give him four hundred zuz once a year, Ervium Kipper. One day he sent the stock of money with his kid. Also, his Marukva's son comes back and he says, Dad, the guy told me he doesn't need the money. Omar, my chazis. He says, how do you know he doesn't need the money? Chazoy, the guy didn't say he doesn't need the money. The son said he doesn't need the money. He says, how do you know? Chazoy, because they were drinking expensive wine. Old wine. Omar, mefana kulehai. He says, wow, this guy's got such standards. He's such a mefanak, I got to send him more money. I didn't realize that he's got expensive tastes. That means he needs more tzedakah. I finhu vishadrinu niyaleh. He raised the amount of the 400, right? I fit it means he actually like, uh, he sent them 800. He's, he doubled the amount, and he sent them back. When he was passing away, this is referring to Marukva, we now learned so much about his uh, generosity. So it says, when he was dying, Omar, he said, I suli bring me my calculations, they found in his book of tzedakah, uh, you know, uh, balance. Shivas alfe dinare sanki, seven thousand dinare sanki. Apparently, expensive uh, dinners. Omar zvadoi my uh, suitcase. You know what I what I have. Kalili is light. Veorcha and the path rechiksa is long. Well known expression. He says, I have a long journey now to Elam Haba. And when you go on a trip, you got to prepare snacks. He says, compared to my journey, I need more stuff. I need more uh, food in my suitcase, more zhusim in my in my suitcase. Come, he went out. He got up, baz uh, and he was he gave away lefalga memayne half of his money. Half of his money. He went the fifty. He knew he was passing away. He gave me fifty percent of his money. He says more hechi yavadot. He's not allowed to do that. Vamar aviloi beusha eskinam bavazi yazayin ruchaymish. Can't give him one twenty percent. What's the answer? Hani mili mechayim. That's when you're alive. But when you have one foot on the grave, one foot on a banana peel, shama yirid minachosov. You might you might lose your money. But avalachar misa. The guy's got out. He's the less lumba. You can so give. Does that mean you don't have to leave it to your children? You can, you, can you can give tzedakah. You can give it all away. You can give tzedakah. At least 50% of it. It says he gave half of it. Okay. Rav Abba, Havet Sayer Zuzi Besiduri, Rav Abba would tie up money in a sudder, Vishadar and throw it behind his back, his shoulder, Umamsi Nafshe Lebeaniya, and make sure that the Aniyam would know where he was. Umatsle Ene Miramoy. So, and then he would turn his eyes away from the Ramoy, from those who were. Tricksters and made themselves out to be poor. So, in other words, like this, he would put money behind him and kind of drop it and make it available to the poor people who could go. He didn't even see who they were, but he at the same time he wasn't dumb. Says the Gemara, he knew exactly uh, who was you know who he should allow to take this money. Rav Chanina had a poor person. He would give four zuz every week. One day he sent the money with his wife. Asai, she came back. The family doesn't need the money. My chazes, they don't need the money. What'd you see? Shamai, I heard. The wife was saying to her husband, "What are we eating today?" 
top of tomorrow's daf. But lay kasev but lay zov. You want a, a gold tablecloth or a silver tablecloth? Yeah, that, that's the, that's they got high standards. Amars he said, famous Rabbi Chanina. Let's have a kares hatoiv to people who pretend they're poor and they're really not. How do I know you're a legit collector? How do I know? You know something? Don't ask so many questions. Don't be naive. But you don't need to ask so many questions. You know why? We have to have a kares hatoiv to the tricksters. Why? If not for the tricksters, we have so much claims against us in Shemayim. Come to Shemayim. The brother says, tell them why did you get to talk and know why what's happening. I could at least say, because I know there are people who aren't honest. If you don't have that answer, so then there's no, there's no excuse. Anybody who doesn't give the proper stock and lifts up his eyes, I'm not giving this person. So too, a person does not help a poor person. It's as if they served Avodah Zarah. We will hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.